I think I was listening to like Honey Podcast, and I was trying to do research on the road. Totally stupid. Driving into work. Driving work? into work, yeah. yeah. But like I was on back roads. I'm like, meh. I'm really just gonna kill myself. <laughs> and so I'm come. I'm coming into Becker right, right by uh, the power plant, and I all of a sudden I just see this flash in front. Of, I saw a car coming in front of me. I was like, oh, I should pay attention. So I see this car approaching. All of a sudden, like this nice buck. Excel energy buck, I'll just say it like sure. use your imagination. He's totally protected his entire life. Runs across the road. I'm like, oh, I'd love to shoot you. Oh. Good thing I set my phone down when I did though. Man, that'd have been bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, don't text and drive. Pay attention while driving. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I was on the phone with Jack and my drive over here tonight and I I don't know what it is. I can wrench on something and talk. I can I can multitask with certain things, mm-hmm. but driving and talking on the phone is the worst. I can't do it. I blank out. Like, yes. I'm so hyper-focused on the conversation. Yeah. Well, that or I'm so focused on the road. Like, mm. like I ha- like headlights are coming to-, to me. I'm... I don't hear anything on the phone. They're the opposite of me. Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. I, I almost wish it was the other way around because she'll, she'll say something to me and I just will not soak it in. Mm-hmm. Like it'll just go right through my head. And and then I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't <laughs> able to pay attention there. What exactly are you asking? Like, I just can't do it. It just doesn't work in my head. So she's going to use that against you one day. She can't because I told her. So that's, <laughs> In my theory, it, yeah, that's that's what I'm counting on. I've told her multiple times I'm having a hard time concentrating. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> so surely she'll never use it against no, me. No. no. No, Seth, remember that time we were driving up north? You said <laughs> that you'd be okay giving me back massages for the next year and a half without any hanky-panky following. You agreed to it. You just don't remember because you were, you know, hyper-focused. Well, yeah, I guess when you put it that way, I couldn't argue. So. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, before I get into trouble with my wife, welcome to the Border Outdoors podcast. I'm Seth. I'm Corey. Tonight, uh, we're at Corey's abode. Uh, Mac was supposed to be here with us tonight, but Mac came down with a little bug of some type. I never heard what kind of bug. Did you talk to him at all? Uh, He sounded fine. I'm pretty sure he just wussed out. Uh, (laughs) I also do have a little something. My boy had uh, pneumonia here this uh, last week, Uh, so I'm probably just getting the lighter version of what he had, but... Yeah, I mean, I made it, so yeah, no excuses. Man up, Mac. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. So I, I'll let Mac tell the story. But on the last episode, he talked about how he was no longer gonna work for the same city as as I work for, and he was moving on to bigger, better things. And he, um, let's see, today when we're recording, I think he's got about three days into his new job, and between being sick today and some other things that happened, he's had a rough start to the new gig. Which is good. That's good. You don't want it to be all roses right away. You know so. how I ended our conversation today? I was like, he told me all that. And I was like, hey, Mac, you know what? Just just don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you go to work tomorrow, you know, 110%, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. That's generally good advice for sure. So um, uh, today's episode, we're going to try to co- cover a couple things. We are right in the third quarter of August here. So deer season's coming up. Me and Corey are getting our gear ready for our western hunt to uh, Wyoming for mule deer, and we'll have 
uh, more detail on those uh, on the gear list and stuff like that in later episodes. Um, but today we're just kind of focusing on some of our e-scouting, um, which not even necessarily for the Wyoming stuff, but what we do and what we've noticed and a couple different apps that we use uh, here in Minnesota and other states that we've hunted. Um, but before we go down that road, Corey, you missed out on the last episode with Tim, Mac, and I. I did. And, and we touched on uh, my Boundary Waters trip, which was great, and the new crossbows. Yeah. So before we move forward, what are your bullet point thoughts on the new crossbow law? And any corrections that we need to make based on what the last episode said? Yeah, one in particular. I was yelling at the radio, uh, naturally. So it's actually a 30-pound draw weight is the minimum draw weight that you can have on a compound bow or recurve uh, bow in Minnesota. So I just wanted to clarify. Because I think we were thinking it was 40. 40. or 45, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, thir- 30 is the minimum. Uh, so I just want to get that out there. Um, I-, I had a lot of debates with this old-timer I used to work with about bows. He was a tra- uh, traditional archer. I-, I believe I've talked about him previously. And we got on the conversation of compo- uh, compound bows versus, uh, you know, traditional archery. And he's like, yeah, you know, and... In my day, when the compound bows came out, it was a big to-do because it was new technology and it's unfair and all that. And, and that that made me think a lot about crossbows and like, well, they're okay now and, you know, I use them and, and, and they're what I consider ethical and, you know, not as many people use traditional archery these days. So... I tried to keep an open mind with crossbows, and I, I had said, and I stand stand firm on this, if you want to allow them in their own couple-week season, or if you want to allow them during firearm season, into muzzleloader season, plus their own season, I'm completely fine with that. You need to leave archery season as archery season, because a, a crossbow is not archery. People can come at me with whatever. I, you know, I am certainly not an expert, but I, I, I'm allowed to have my opinion, just like everybody else is allowed to have theirs. It's too much of an unfair advantage to me. I feel the same about range finding optics on any bow. Doesn't sure. matter what it is. I think that takes less of that skill and less of that. Well, really, just skill. Like you need to put your time in with a lot of this stuff. Like you need to. No ranges off the top of your head, so you don't always have to use your range finder. You, you shouldn't just pull your bow up like, oh, it's 44 yards. Here's where I automatically hold. Like, to your guys' point, archery is hard for a reason. It's longer for a reason because it's harder. Right. The crossbow during archery season, in my opinion, is an unfair advantage to the deer. I, I, I've read articles and seen videos that they can be effective to 100 yards. Right. So is a shotgun. Right. So, why so, not so make what's the difference? They both have scopes. They both have <laughs> triggers. They both have a lot of the same things. Like you, you mentioned the danger behind it. Like it's, I, I share the same feelings. Like you would certainly hope <laughs> that people are going to be respectful, but uh, time and time again, we're proven wrong. Right. You try to give the benefit of a doubt, but yeah, I just, I don't think it belongs in an archery season. I agree. Yeah, I think that's prob- probably the the biggest and only real disagreement I have with it. I don't understand why it doesn't have its own season. And even if it was half, even if it was a two month season or whatever, you know, but why it doesn't have its own season, its own license. Yeah. 
I think you should have to buy your own individual license so you can't jump back and forth. Like, if you're a crossbow hunter, then be a crossbow hunter. You know, you know? And, and I can't believe the Minnesota DNR. So, currently, if you want to buy a bow license and you want to hunt rifle season, using a rifle, then you have to buy a rifle license. Right. And then you have to buy a, a muzzle or a license. You could spend $100 or $105 in tags by right. the time you're all said and done. And still, and still yeah. only shoot one buck. And yet they don't make you just have right. a crossbow license? That, that very much goes against your agenda, I feel uh, like. They well, could have gotten another $35 here's, out of us. Here's why. I'm going to tell you why. Are you ready for this? Um, I know our DNR, and here's what they're going to do. They put this out there, so every Joe Schmo runs out and buys a crossbow. Mm-hmm. And for the next one or two seasons, they're going to be shooting deer left and right with crossbows. And then the DNR is going to go, oh, the new regulation, the one line item. Hey, new for this year. If you hunt with a crossbow during archery, you need a crossbow permit yeah. for $50. It, so it's a good point. Yeah, they'll suck people in. It'll, it'll be successful for yeah. people that use it, which is great. Um, for, good for them. Take advantage. Um, and and then they'll stamp on a way to make money. You guys, you guys had said it, and I, and I want to reiterate it. I am absolutely for people getting into the outdoors. We wouldn't have state land if it wasn't for right. people getting, you know, like we wouldn't have so many things. I am absolutely in favor of trying to make it accessible for as many people within reason. Like you, there's ma- management is, is the, the, the key word there, but it, it, it's just, it's, it's a step in the wrong direction to me. Uh, I, I agree. There would be a lot more wounded deer. There's already a bunch of donkeys out there that, <laughs> like you and I have both talked about. They're you know, shooting by sound. It, I'll never understand that. I, I just uh, somebody it's, just it's it's only going to get worse. I, I was at you a, can't yeah, convince me. Otherwise. I was at a friend's cabin last weekend, and his wife was telling me how her dad's like friends or something in the area. They live up by <clears throat> Pine City or something, and. They were laughing about and talking about a story how a few of them went out and one guy <laughs> either rode his horse out to go hunting or just had a horse because he was hunting his property and he shot his own horse. I'm like Tim had a good horse story. Right? I know. <laughs> but this guy shot his own horse. And of course, like they weren't happy about it and it wasn't good in the moment. But years later, they're laughing oh. and joking. I was like. It's just that's never funny. No. Like you're the worst hunter of all time it, if you it's shoot actually a horse. Sad. It's sad yeah. and terrifying. Yeah. So don't be that freaking guy. Yeah. And if you are, don't let yourself think that that's a good thing, funny thing, or something that should be taken lightly. Like right. you're an idiot, and you could have killed somebody. Right. It's just that simple. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I I do want to give a a good kudos to Tim. Uh, Tim seemed very prepared for that podcast. Not that he isn't. But he was he had page numbers. He was taking, yeah, he, he was, was taking in. plays out of your playbook. Yes. He, he was a little a little mini Seth Wilkes for that episode. <laughs> so, so good for Tim. And and you know what? I'll put it this way: like if if I knew every crossbow hunter was gonna be like Tim and be that excited and get yeah. into it and start reading the rec, like that's awesome. That's right. a good thing. That's what you yeah. should do. Again, if you're gonna do it this year, more power to you. Like you I don't, do it right. Yeah, yeah, do it do it right. And the DNR says you can do it, so you do it. My problem's not with the guy that wants to take advantage. Mm-hmm. It's with the idea behind the season or yeah. the non-season, whatever you want to call it. So to yeah. be able to take negative advantage, yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know what? I just I can't afford to go buy a crossbow, so I'm jealous. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, 
Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. So, um, Corey, you and I have been using multiple different apps lately, especially with our Western hunting stuff coming up here. But you and I have both been using Onyx uh, for quite a few years now. Um, so where do you want to start with this stuff? Um, I just want to emphasize. So I'd been using a lot of, well, I'd been using some electronic advantages to hunting. Once I had to get into Western hunting and truly go into completely out of my comfort zone, yep, I never realized quite how much people depend on it. And honestly, with with as much as Western hunting has taken off in the last few years, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, uh, companies like like Go Hunt, of course, Western hunting is has increased because not that they're making it easy. Like you still have to work awful dang hard at it, but they. They make it a little bit easier in that you don't have to do like what you did for with your first antelope hunt, right? Where you took time off the year before, went and scouted, and then hunted. Yeah, I, I mean previously you and I could maybe have made for a halfway decent hunt, just randomly picking an area that looked good and like right. I guess we'll try it. Yeah, technology has has given us such an advantage. I mean, such an advantage. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally called BLM out there and ordered maps. In yeah. The past. Like maps, like, I don't know how many millions of acres I got maps for to look at and try to judge roads. And like, we're fortunate to live in Minnesota. We have so much state land, whether it's state forest, wildlife management, um, um, waterfall production areas, walk on all these things. And I don't know if a lot of you folks remember, but there used to be a public land Atlas that you would buy. <laughs> Or you could also buy a, a, a county, um, drawing a blank, uh, like county plot yep. books. Plat plot map. Of, yeah, plat map. Yeah. Yep. And, and that would show you either tax forfeited land or other public lands. Um, and that, that used to be the way you did it. You, you opened a paper book. You hoped that there was Oh, roads. there's a block of state yeah, land exactly. over here off Highway 2. I'm going to yes. go try that. I'm going to go there. And you try to find the corner and try not to walk out of, the, out of bounds, you know? Yep. Um, which worked. But there's... The thing with these electronic apps is in, in the past, you would look for like a thousand acres because you knew you could just start walking in the middle and you're not going to like accidentally trespass. You're safe. You can you can miss by a little bit and be fine. Yep. But when you got to some of these like little fingerlings that were only, you know, a thousand feet wide by 4,000 feet long, you might not be as confident, like yep. especially in big woods country where with these apps, you know exactly where you're at the whole time. And it just it, it gives you access to those little slivers. In my opinion, it's the little slivers that you gain gain access to using this stuff that just makes you have the confidence and open opens the book. You know? I I think there's good and bad here. You know, like I I think that some of your honey holes or some of your like if you're gonna talk about ducks and, and like where they can go for sanctuary, you start to lose some of those sanctuaries, especially with technology and motors and like just all the tools we have in our tool belt. Um, but for landowners, I, I do feel like it's a good thing. Like you, sh in theory, you should have less people trespassing on your property. Like, right. like, like you have no excuse. You have so many things you can utilize and not trespass on someone's land. So like, like Agreed. as a landowner, you should be happy that these, these apps are out there. Yes. Stay off my land. Like buy this app. Yep. You're, you're spending all that money, spend the extra 50 bucks. 
and get you know get that. So I, yes. I I think that makes a lot of sense. And and a good hey, just to piggyback on that thought. So uh, duck hunting in North Dakota last fall with my good friend Joe and Dean and Chief and Mike and those guys. Like I I believe don't quote me, but I think North Dakota was one of the first to do this. Where um uh in North Dakota you could hunt on private lands if they weren't posted. So as long as they posted the corners, you couldn't hunt their section or whatever they had for land, right? Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't a physical sign, you you could hunt it, even if it was agricultural, as long as you weren't knocking down standing corn or mowing down sure. standing wheat, right? Which is amazing. I'm, I'm, that's amazing that North Dakota has that law. But they, because of these electronic apps, then made it legal that they could electronically post it. So they don't have a physical sign in their lots, mm-hmm. but on Onyx... It's labeled as red because it's electronically posted, which is a bummer because there's definitely landowners that, are, like, maybe that's easy Not for everybody them. would utilize the technology. Exactly. Now now you're yeah. kind of forced to buy. But I believe if, oh, shoot, I knew this last fall, but I, I'm 95% sure that if you purchase a waterfowl hunting license, you get a code for, like, a one month of or a two-week oh. Onyx subscription built into it. You know so what, that, you can that makes that. a lot of sense, though. If you're going to make a regulation like that, at yes. least give the people proper access to something like right. that. Honestly, a good move on their part. Yes. Very yes. good move. I think so. So there was either either it was built into the cost or, yeah, there was certainly something that was that made it so that you weren't, like, basically forced to sign up for yep. an Onyx subscription or something like that. That also brings up, like, like another topic. Uh, state lands vary greatly just in uh, in a particular state, not to mention state to state, they can vary quite a bit. Uh, I thought you mentioned something about antelope hunting and how crossing, like, so say you have like a checkerboard, checkerboard and yep. the, like, if you're going to take that corner, like, hey, this corner of BLM and this corner of BLM, like, sometimes there's regulations about how you actually cross that. So, like, you do really still need to do research in whatever state you're hunting in, just because it's state land doesn't mean it's a free-for-all. Uh, uh, looking at uh, Go Hunt right now, things that are blue are state. You can't camp on state ground, but you can camp on BLM. Like, yep. there's a lot of those little idiosyncrasies you got to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so just I, something to note. I think more of these apps will develop those notes. Yeah, you, you, you click on useful. it, and it lists no camping. Yes. These are the species you can take. Here's yep. the dates. Like in Minnesota right now, I can I can open up my let's just stick with Onyx for right now, right? So Onyx apps, I can uh I can go in there and I can control my layers. Turn on state land, turn on water, waterfall production areas, turn on uh forest cuts. So I can I can go on there and pick layers to right. see how old a forest cut might be if I'm a grouse hunter. Right. And stuff like that. Um trails, all all these features and layers you can turn on. Well, one of the amazing things are that in, in Minnesota, we got white-tailed deer. It's pretty simple. But you can click on these. You can lay out your hunting zones. So yep. if we have area 184 and 189, you can have those all laid out on your layer and click on it, and it'll say, oh, yeah, area 184, it has uh, archery archery hunting from this date to this date, yep. uh, rifle from these dates, muzzleloader these dates, and a late CWD zone from these dates. It tells you right there, right yep. there on the app. You don't have to flip the book open and look. You maybe should still just to yeah. make sure, but it it's a really quick reference for those pieces of information, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I believe they even mentioned 
if I remember right, they, it even lists like intensive harvest management zone, yep. uh, bucks only. Like that's awesome, man. The 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 point I want to stress, talking about this is, uh, sure we're getting more experience with it because we're doing an out of state hunt. This is incredibly applicable to in state too. Oh yes, uh, you know like to your back forty. Yeah, I mean it it, it helps. I I I own thirty three or thirty five acres over here. Yep. I when you and I went out, we were trespassing technically. I I, I didn't realize it. As far south as we went, we were technically like twenty feet over the property line. You made me, you yeah. made me break the law. I pulled up go hunt when I was out there four wheeling with Easton. And I was uh, like, oh, I can't go over there. I, I didn't, you know. I looked at the map and I thought, I just literally pulled up a map, uh, a paper map. I didn't pull up go hunt. I didn't have it at the time. But yeah, like it'll show you, it'll show you pretty dang close. Right. And, you know, like like if you're gonna get trespassing, I, I guess. It's easier to look at a phone with GPS than to point at a map like, well, according to the map, well, no, according to my GPS, which is awful dang close, usually yep. like sub three feet. Mm-hmm. I'm okay here. That is okay. Yeah. And so with either app, whether you're using a Go Hunt or a, uh, I think there's a Hunt app, and then there's also um, Onyx, which yep. is the one I'm most familiar with. There's a track feature. So if you're going to go out and go hunting a new spot for a first time or go scouting or even better shed hunt. You turn on the track feature and it draws a line everywhere you've gone. Yep. And so if you save that track, especially if you're hunting near guys that are kind of dinks about stuff, or if there's a discrepancy, you can say, Hey, look at my onyx. It never shows that I yep. crossed that border. You can measure stuff too. Yes. Oh, I want to see how far I am away from this pond or how far away from the property line. Yep. You know, like, there, there's just so many tools. Yes, it takes a little bit of time, but in this day and age of technology, who who doesn't spend time on their phone or on their right? Computer? Like like I, again, I, I was just as guilty of like ah this newfangled technology. But like once once I opened my eyes to it, I'm like I'm such an idiot for not utilizing it sooner. I mean, I mean truly, yeah. like it just another tool in the tool belt. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a a big pointer I have is. As, you know, especially if you're going to venture to a different state or a whole new area, you're yep. looking at digital imagery, right? You're looking at satellite mapping and stuff like that. It's really hard to tell what you're actually looking at. Yeah. So let's just stick with the two-dimensional thing. As an overhead viewer, you're like, oh, there's a, there's a wetland. There's a swampland. There, there's, a, there's a wood edge there. You really can't tell how thick it is and how hard it is. Some of the worst experiences of my life are looking at these um, <laughs> Onyx aerial images and going, okay, that's not that far, and it looks like a grassy swamp land, yeah. and, the, and the water's kind of low. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out there this afternoon. I'm going to walk across that. There was some state land north of my house. I was like, I'm going to walk across that, and there's like a peninsula of woods. I was like, should just be like a five-minute walk. That's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look too bad. It, <laughs> it, I'll wear the muck boots. It might be wet. And then I get out there, and this freaking grass is 12 feet tall. There's down trees in it. Uh, are there spiders? Yuck. I'm screaming like a girl. I'm terrified. Yep. I'm lost. Like, even with the app, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to disappear. Even with the app, I'm like, this is terrifying back in here. And so I would recommend, if you're not sure, especially if you're driving quite a ways and, and you really want to have confidence, you know the areas you've already hunted, right? If you've hunted public land and you know of swamp edges or things like that or woods that you've gone through and, and were too much to handle or like, 
you know, too hard to walk through. Look at the spots you know and reference what it visually looks like. Yes. And then go back to this new spot you're digitally looking at yep. and see if it looks similar. Um, whether it's a topple, because the other thing is in Minnesota, there's not much. If you if you bring up the uh, 3D imagery or the topographical, you don't see a lot of lines. Yeah. But I tell you what, if you've hunted somewhere steep in Minnesota, pull up the 3D imagery and see how steep it looks. Okay, tilt the camera on yourself and see how steep that hill looks for what you know and compare it to the steepness of where yep. you're going, whether it's out west or further north. And you're going to be like, holy crap. I know I hiked that hill in Minnesota, and it, it doesn't even look steep on this imagery. But what I'm seeing on here, it looks like a cliff. So it's just you got to have something to reference it to until you get more experience with this stuff. You know, and, and when you're looking at these maps, so like I, I'm looking at one right now, and I'm in 2D mode. Uh, I'm on Go Hunt. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Are you looking at a creek bottom or are you looking at a ridge top? Right. You know, because that sounds sat- dumb. Yeah, according to the satellite, like sure, like yeah, obviously sometimes you know, oh, there's a bunch of zigzags. Like yeah, it's it's likely a creek, but there's been times where you're you're at the the very mouth of some of these you know creeks or runoffs or whatever you're talking about. And you switch to 3D mode and then you angle down, so you're essentially looking across the horizon instead of straight down at it. Like oh man. I can't believe that cliff is that tall because on the 3D, it just shows it as kind of a dark shaded spot. Well, on that dark 2D. shaded spot is the shadow of the <laughs> damn mountain that you're looking at. It's not a it's not a valley. It's a shadow because it's a thousand foot incline. Yes, exactly. You, you know, and the, the other thing I struggle with is uh, so when you're doing some of your research and, and, and you're looking at videos and, and you're doing all this, you know, like, oh, you want to find aspens or, you know, oh, you want to find you know, these shrubs or these bushes, some of the guys that have done the re-scouting have had plenty of hours of boots on the ground, can look at a map and say, oh, you know what, I saw that, that's what this looks like. Those aspens, this is what they look like. When I'm trying to find food sources, what am I really looking for? Like, uh, right? people, people that have the experience, I'm assuming... Uh, it's kind of a yellow based off the map. I'm going to assume that's maybe Aspen's late season. Hopefully that's a food source. Like, you know, uh, those kind of look like pines or uh, kind of looks like sage. Like you're, you're just kind of guessing if, if you haven't put the time in. Agreed. So I would say pick some things out as you're hunting. Oh, this is what this looks like now. Now I know if I'm going to go hunt again, that's what this looks like. That's what, you know. You know these elevations. I don't find any of that vegetation at these elevations. Now I know it because you can filter based off elevations too. You can have a shading that would go on there. Uh, seven thousand feet. I don't want to see anything below seven thousand feet. I know that at seven thousand feet, this vegetation, based off my experience, doesn't exist. You can rule some of that stuff out. So, and it literally colors it right out for you. Yeah, and you you can make it lighter and darker too. So, it. <sighs> If, if you want to see orange elevation and you want to see yellow, you know, state, some of that stuff can kind of blur. Well, you can change colors. You can change shading. So you want to see elevation. That's a really bright, dark or bright blue, but state lands yellow. So and, and you can contrast it so it's not so confusing. Right. So and, and when you're looking at all new area and large areas, anything you can use for a layer to. Narrow it down makes it less overwhelming. 
You know what I mean? So that I think I think with the e-scouting and these apps and you're trying to like start finding a spot from a whole new chunk of land, it can be intimidating. Oh, like you absolutely. don't really know where to start. I always start with a couple things. Access. Yeah. Can, can I drive up to it? Is there a parking lot? Is there a road that, that butts up to it so I can legally get on the property? That's the first thing. And all these apps that you use, you can drop waypoints and there's images, whether it's a truck or a P for parking lot yeah. or a make uh, notes. cabin. Yeah, make notes. I think people people almost act like uh, you can like it costs money too. to drop a waypoint. It doesn't. No. You can color code it. You can put symbols to it. And write in it. Don't just like drop a waypoint, but write a note like, Seems like a place to park right. or May, maybe deer. there's access, might be a private road, not yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. And, and then when you get out there and you're like, nope, it's not what I thought, you just on your on your phone, you just have to click that waypoint and delete it yep. if it's no good. Or maybe what you do is whatever your note says, maybe you turn it orange to be like, hey, whatever my note says, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't make this mistake again. You know yep. what I mean? And uh the other thing is, forget hunting. Let's just remove the hunting aspect of these apps. They are so fun to have on your phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, me, uh, in my personal life, we've been looking for homes and a place to move for years. You know, if the, if the dream property came up, maybe we'd go. And you get landowner names and info. You get lot lines. So, oh, where's this guy's property end? Or who owns this property? Yep. Or... Um, if a house comes up on a realtor website, I can pull it up on Onyx. Just type in the address, and I can see right where the lines go and see if there's any state land by it. And so there's so many fun things you can do with these apps, even if you're not a hunter. Hiking, Boundary Waters trip. I uh, With all these maps, they're great if you got service. But if you know you're going to have bad service there. Got to download your maps. You can literally download, like, I, I don't even know. I, I should uh, double check, but I think it was... Man, it was it was thousands and thousands of acres I could download, and it took seconds. Yeah. I mean, I literally hit download. It took seconds, and I had the whole Boundary Waters area that we were possibly going to be in way more than I needed. Yep. Just like that, on my phone, offline. Airplane mode, I'm, I'm, I'm on Onyx in airplane mode, and it's showing where I'm at because of my GPS feature. Yep. But I'm I'm so confident that I'm not going to get lost. It's so, great. So let's touch on that. I the first time I ever saw that happen, we were out in Colorado and we were going into an area. And thankfully, my brother-in-law had enough foresight. No, we were all clueless. He had actually downloaded the map of where we we're going to be at. Just, I mean, just for S's and G's. He maybe he had enough foresight. I don't know. And then we sugar started and getting, ginger S and G yeah, sugar yeah, and ginger yeah, shits okay. and giggles. Yeah. Uh, How dare you? Yeah. So we started getting into the mountains, and all of a sudden, none of us have cell phone service. And he comes in like the trucking hero. Well, I downloaded the map, and so shoulders back, yeah, just so, strutting. Yep. So he had he had downloaded, let's just say, a ten mile by ten mile square image. Can be whatever you want it to be. Truly, if you have satellite service, even if you download a map, you you can have no cell phone service. You can't make a call. Maybe you can, well, likely you can dial 911, but it'll still show where you're at on a downloaded map. The the the, right. G, the GPS will find you. Yes. You, you don't need cell service or nothing. Right. So you're like, oh, yeah, there's road there. Oh, turn left. Oh, there's the cabin we're staying at. And that's what surprised me. I didn't realize your GPS would still find you on yeah. your phone. 
Mo- most times. Most maybe, times. Maybe yeah. there is an instance where it wouldn't, but. Right. And if it might float around a little bit right. more or something like that. But like, yeah, that's because trying to find portages and stuff. Yeah. I thought, oh, I'll have the imagery for a map, just like a map. Right. But it literally would show my blue dot where I was like, hey, you're here. You got to go another 200 feet. Right. I mean, it. yeah, it, it's almost too easy. It's it's unbelievable. And it didn't take anything for storage right. on my phone to do it. I mean, nothing. Like, I feel like I could download the whole state of Wyoming and have no problems at all. I'm not saying there's no excuse for getting lost in the mountains or getting lost somewhere. But in this day and age, if you're lost somewhere and they got to call a helicopter and short of your phone fell off cliff and it's busted or, you know, like. Uh, It shouldn't be. No, no, it's true. Or or, or your phone dies. Right. If you if you can get it. If you can get GPS and your phone has more than 20% battery, you should be able to get right. anywhere you need to be. With that being said, if anybody knows of like a, uh, there's a word for it I'm not thinking of, but I would love to take classes on how to properly use a map and oh, a man. compass. I think that would be a skill that would be so fun to have. And I'm sure it's like any skill where you need to use it or you lose it, mm-hmm. but Man, I think that'd be valuable. Fun fun fact, and uh, there's probably some people that can relate to this. When you take, or when you used to be able to take gun safety, I literally took my gun safety at a high school gym in Waconia. Um, they taught you how to use a compass, and they, they taught you basic map skills. Right. Like, And and we, we did learn a little bit in my little tiny town. They, they did teach you some of the ins and outs of a compass or, or even like the clear Lexon compasses yes. and like how to use some of that stuff. Incredible information. That that information, I don't care what GPS you have, that will never, ever, ever not be useful. Right. Agreed. I agree. What happens when your phone dies? Right. Or you huh? drop it in the lake. Yep. I mean, yeah, it, it was funny because I made sure to have compasses up in the boundary waters. And I was like, okay, let's say I fall out of the canoe and my wife has the compass. So she's got a compass. Now what? Yeah. Yeah, you can walk a direction. But does she know how to plot a tree to stay in a true north or yeah. in a true east or in the true south? Does she know what direction to head? Yeah. Which was, <laughs> I mean, all things that should be discussed when you're going into those scenarios. My but, old man taught me when I first started deer hunting. I might have said this before. Whenever you go deer hunting, whatever road you park on, whatever wherever the the truck's at, what what direction does the road go? Right. And then okay, we're gonna we're gonna go west. So I know if we're if the road runs north and south and we're heading west, I need to go east. Go back to the. Literally every time we went hunting, he said, "Which way does the road go? Where's the truck? Which way are we going?" That's a great practice. How, how do you go back? It was a three second conversation. No, oh, I'm gonna come east to come back to the truck, Dad. Yes. So easy. So easy. And then, so and, and then on my backpack, I had a pin-on compass. And people will laugh at me. I literally still have the pin-on compass I had from awesome. when I was 12 years old. I wear it a lot. I'm going to bring it to this Wyoming trip. Yeah. You're darn right. Why not? Why not? Yeah. What if we get lost? What if we have nothing else? Yes. Well, we kind of know where to go. Yes. We'll make it work. Yep. We'll make it work. Yeah. Oh, man. It's fantastic. It's uh. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, the compass skill thing is is something that everybody should have. But the apps, if you don't have the time, like most of us don't, or don't want to make the time to to get the map skills, um, I mean, these apps are just the way to go, and they're just so easy. You can get them on any of the app stores, any any device that you use, and um, they're just uh, 
they're just as simple as it gets. And and if you do have them and you haven't really used it much and you're like, yeah, I don't really use my Onyx or my, my Go Hunt, dude, you just got to get on there and play with the thing a little bit. Um, map out stuff that you know. Use the tools to measure distance or to uh, uh, to measure square area. You can literally draw out lines and see how many acres a field is or a chunk of woods are or uh, all kinds of different stuff. So The, the, the filtering tools. Yeah, with Go Hunt. Yeah, well, or, or like with layering filter. Yeah, yeah. You, you can look at as much or as little as you want. If you only want to see this elevation, if you only want to see state land that has more than this many, I mean, yep. Whatever you want to do. Yep. I'm. We'll we'll be driving. <laughs> that's the best part. You'll be driving up northern Minnesota. You'll see a for sale sign stuck in the middle of the woods. I just pull up my phone real quick and hit this little uh, uh little um crosshairs. And it instantly brings you to your current location. And I can see like, oh, that for sale signs on this lot. Oh, it's yep. 40 acres. Oh, it's four acres. Or it's 100 acres. Like like instant, literally instant information as you're driving down the road for curi- curious people. And it's just really fun to use. Not all state land is easily identified either. Tax forfeited nope. land. WMA is they got signs all over the place. Yep. Tax forfeited land doesn't. Nope. You got to do your research. Yes, it's not labeled at all. No. Other, other than private property, yeah. For if you're about to leave it, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you got to do some digging. Yes. Now, I, I I'm not saying that Go Hunt or any of these apps specifically list tax forfeited land, but it's just another tool to be able to access more land that you probably didn't even know was there. Uh one hundred percent. And so, when you get into these two apps, both are great. If you have any of them. You're a mile ahead of the game, right? But, Corey, you and I have used them both. Um, I am, I'm actually behind you on the go hunt, right? Mm-hmm. You had go hunt long before I did. So let me just list some of the benefits I think of Onyx, and then I'm gonna let you run with go hunt. Sure. So Onyx is great. It costs you right around thirty dollars a month or thirty dollars a year if you just want the maps for Minnesota or Wisconsin. When you sign up for a membership. You can get a basic membership. You tell it what state you want to have all the maps for. And so pick your state if you never plan to leave your state. And it costs you about 30 bucks a year. And you get all the layers and all the features, and it's great. Um, for 100 or $99.89 a year, you get all 50 states in the U.S. So for $100 a year, you get all the states, which is fantastic if you plan to even – Again, not even just for hunting. Yeah, you get all the layers and all the info, and to really get your like full value out of it, it's based on hunting and those layers. But if you're a hiker, if you're just a traveler, it's so nice to have for the maps, property lines, trails, all these features. So that that's Onyx in a nutshell. It's got everything you need to get the job done um, as far as not being lost, knowing where you're at, and being able to mark and use tools for distances and things of that nature. But Onyx, or I'm sorry, but uh, Go Hunt, you kind of hit the next level with that one. Yeah, it's it's kind of a one-stop shop, honestly. So if you're going to do specifically Western hunting, they have tools uh, to filter by state, basically everything west of the Mississippi, essentially, to, to have a slight advantage to the application process. So they'll, they'll literally help you get a tag. They have videos, they have everything. It's great. 
$150 a year, I believe, is, is what the membership fee is. So it's it's a bit of money, but in the grand scheme of things, in some of these Western hunts, that's that's nothing. It, it, it's truly not. Uh, the other thing I've noticed as I have been doing some, like I'm looking at 40 different pins right now that I, I've dropped for where Seth and I are planning on going. Honestly, I haven't even hardly scratched the surface of our region. I mean, I could have 300 probably labeled, and I have everything from access points to water to glassing to this to that. So it's great for that, but I do. I, I, I have Onyx. Uh, I actually used it when we went um, out to Wisconsin, um, uh, out to uh, – God, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, homegrown. Homegrown, yeah. thank yeah. you. When we went out there, that's that's actually when I when I really first signed up for it, uh, and then I started utilizing it. So I'll go back and forth sometimes between Onyx and 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 Go Hunt because the imagery is a little different sometimes. Uh, so I'm not encouraging you to spend more money than you have to, but they they, they both do serve a purpose. Going back to Go Hunt, so let's just say you you get drawn for a an area that you were looking for. Now you can start using their maps. You can start diving in stuff. You can start purchasing things. So they, they literally have a, a shop section of Go Hunt. You, you can buy gear up the wazoo. I, 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 Seth and I have taken full advantage of some of the sales, sales that they've had. Uh, I mean, everything. I mean, I, I bet I bought half my stuff. Yeah, probably half my stuff from Go Hunt, just, just between deals and whatnot. Yep. So you get a hunt planner, you get maps. And you get a store. It, it it is really like essentially a one stop shop. And you get strategy articles. Yep. Videos. Videos. Articles, yep. Yes. You get literally everything on there. Yeah. And um, just a plethora of information. Yeah, I can't even describe the shop. Like for me, as a guy that uh, has been, you know, I've 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 got gear. I can go hump up for for the trip we have coming up. I've really been treating my sale <laughs> and. Go Hunt knows me yeah. at this point because of the, the money I've spent in their gear shop. But the hundreds and hundreds of dollars I've saved. Yeah. I mean, hundreds of dollars I've saved. Yeah. And they make it so easy. Yep. I go on, I go in their store. And again, they're not a Cabela's. They don't have every single thing. But they have what they think are like the quality and the essentials and the options to like build your And your they'll inventory. have reviews on a lot of those products, too. A lot too. of it. Yeah. A lot of that stuff. A lot of it's on YouTube. Yep. A lot of it, so if you get the premium subscription, you get access to a lot of that stuff free. I, I guess which which is an important note, you can get a, I forget what they call it, but uh, let's just call it a basic subscription and a premium subscription. If you get the premium subscription, you get everything. The basic, I believe you can look at the maps and you can do the hunt planner and that's about it. Uh, you you don't get as many perks. Western hunting is expensive. Don't care how you want to slice it. They they make it a little more little more palatable, although you're gonna get a little sticker shock when you look at the store because they're gonna recommend things that are gonna work in the mountains like that stuff doesn't you're not shopping at Mills Fleet here no it's it's quality it's stuff. good quality stuff yes. that it tried and true you know if you're a guy that likes you know I I, I want to know that something's gonna work yep they have it in their store yes and they got exactly. product reviews to prove it and uh. Uh, the best part is if you go like onto the Go Hunt store and use uh, Border Outdoors as a pro- promo code, you will get zero percent off. So <laughs> make sure you do that. <laughs> no, but I little, wish little, it was true. I wish it was true, but uh, they don't know who we are yet. But in all honesty, 
if you sign up for Go Hunt, they are constantly trying to make this thing accessible to people and give people deals. So I don't know anybody that's that's uh, not gotten a deal through these guys. So whether yeah. it's uh, uh, did you already mention what the price was for the elite membership? Or the full 150 membership? bucks. And, yeah. and, and I'll say this. I saved three or four times that. Exactly. In oh, the store. without a doubt. It, it, it's paid for itself. Just just the, the e-scouting yes. alone has paid for yes. itself. Go on YouTube, watch any hunting show. Yep. Eventually, you're going to come across one that says use promo code Randy for Randy Newberg or uh, Elk Talk or all these, all these guys that you're probably already watching. They probably already mentioned Go Hunt. Yeah. They've... There's a hundred. Um, oh, I got it. Go to BigHuntPodcast.com. Okay, not to just to advertise for these guys. These are Go Hunt guys. They have a podcast, Big Hunt Podcast or BigHuntGuys.com uh, Podcast.com. They constantly have promo codes, yeah. so you can almost always get the full membership for a hundred yeah. versus one hundred and fifty. Yeah, don't be like me. <laughs> I, as soon as my wife said I could go western hunting, bam! I bought a go hunt, 150 bucks. Didn't even think about it, and it was still totally worth every. You know penny. how many times I listened to Randy Newberg within the last two years? Right, I knew I could save 50 bucks. Yes, exactly. Uh, there's they give you so many opportunities to save money. Yes, you're an idiot like me if you don't take advantage yep. of it. The other day they had go hunts uh, like in their 10 year anniversary, yep. so they had a promo. For twenty percent off, it was for like a month. Yeah, uh, it was a long. It was time. Bir- birthday twenty was yeah. the promo code. So I, I bought some gear, man. I was like, I can save twenty percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling a premium gear, not yes. junk gear. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah, Onyx is great. Onyx is actually so many of these places are going to do this. First of all, let me give mad props to Onyx because they were one of the first and they've done it very well. But with the other filtering 2.0 and other options of Go Hunt and the store option, in my opinion, it's 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 the bang for your buck currently. Um, but Onyx is starting to build a shop, and they've also hunted with or partnered with the Hunting Fool guys. So Onyx is stepping up their game for sure with their other items uh, for your membership. Me personally, I still carry both. There's things I like about Onyx a little bit better, and there's things I like about Go Hunt. Agreed. One, I have not tried to go the opposite direction, but Go Hunt has made it so easy for me to transfer all my waypoints from yes. Onyx. I literally took hundreds and hundreds of waypoints from Onyx, and in a matter of about three clicks of the mouse or of, a, of my thumb, I transferred all those points onto Onyx, mm. just like that, snap of a finger. I could not believe how easy it was to transfer all my waypoints, all my info from Onyx over to Go Hunt. And they have tutorials on how to do it. Yes, super. Uh, I mean, three minute tutorial yeah. on how to do it. Like it's, it is fantastic. I think it's worth having both, but if you're only going to have one, Go Hunt is the way to go. It's fantastic. The one caveat I'll put on that now, I. M- 90% of my research has been on Go Hunt uh, as far as waypoints and stuff. I have used Onyx a lot more on mobile. My initial yes. gut feeling is Onyx is, uh, sorry, yeah, Onyx is way more mobily optimized and is more user friendly on a mobile. It, 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 I, w- I would agree. Yeah. I would agree 100%. Yeah. Especially if. Uh, if you are searching new places or yep. unknown territories, even with the maps, yeah, 
I do feel like Onyx is more user friendly on the mobile. Yep. It's not they're, they're it's both not that, equally user friendly right. on the laptop, I would say. Correct. Yeah, I it, and and again, it's not that Onyx isn't as uh or or isn't user friendly mobile. It's just or uh, sorry, Go Hunt isn't as user friendly. It's just Onyx is just better. Yeah. Mobily. Yep. Yeah. And I I don't know what year Onyx started, but I feel like they've um pioneered. They've been there longer. Yeah. So they've figured some of that stuff out. They've added a lot of layers since I've been a subscriber. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, their their database is just better than it's ever been. Um and again, they're both really good companies. Like yeah. I would I I just have no no problem supporting both. You yeah. know what I mean? So if there's uh any negatives come to mind for you? Anything that sticks out as like, God, they know how, why, why haven't they done this better? You know? Uh, no, I, there's always been a workaround, you know, like it's never going to be perfect, you know, like, like nothing against e- either company, but like, it's never going to, some guys' minds work differently. Well, I want it to do this or I want it to do that or how come it doesn't do, that's just how their designer designs right. it like 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 some, some things just kind of are what they are uh the one thing i'll say about the tutorials some of them have been updated even even within like two or three years so like it, if right. you see that a youtube video has been posted two or three years ago yeah you, you might have to use your head a little bit like oh this is different well, i have to i have to click here instead of clicking there to to, to do that right uh, no I, I i i don't i don't think so i guess right it, yeah it's I don't know. I just think out of everything we spend money on for the outdoor industry, what this costs for a year membership is, I mean, hands down the best bang for your buck, if you ask me. I, I use it, I use like Onyx as an example. I use it more hours a year, probably for things that aren't hunting than hunting, just for whatever reference yeah. or curiosity stuff. It's, it's just fantastic. So. Yep. I don't know. Anything else? I mean, as far as those go, I I'd say give them a try. Yeah. So, yeah, I if you can afford it, I'd get both. I I, I do agree with Seth. Uh, I I think they both have the pros and cons. Uh I'd give a little bit of an edge to go hunt, but but Onyx is right up there. Yeah. 100%. Uh, but yeah, I I think if you can swing it, they're both well worth the money, especially if you're if you're already planning on a trip. Spend the extra fifty hundred dollars, like it, 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 it'll pay dividends in right. the long run. It, it really will. The gear that I've bought, like for with Go Home, for example, the gear that I've bought. Um, number one, when I signed up for the the elite subscription or the full subscription, that should have cost me a hundred. They put fifty dollars in the in the yeah. gear shop for me. So basically, I got fifty dollars to spend on gear for free. So it cost me a hundred. Look at it that way. It cost me a hundred dollars for the membership. I have saved triple that on the items I bought with their promo codes and all these deals that come up. And and when I say that, I'm not saying I've only been shopping on, on go hunt. I have been, when an item comes up or a promo comes up and it's one of the 12 items on my list of wish list items in my life to buy trekking poles, vinyls, all that stuff. And we're going to, we'll get into the gear that we bought on a different episode, but episodes, episodes. Yeah. (laughs) I literally, Oh, okay. What's that deal? How much am I saving? Okay, what's Amazon got it for? What's right. what's what's Cabela's got it for? What what do all these other places have it for? And I'm telling you, it's the best deal. Yeah. And I've saved so much money. It's it's freaking unbelievable. So, 
get out there, try the stuff, have fun with it. Yeah. Um, I haven't regretted any of these digital scouting or e-scouting apps that I have. The only thing I regret is not doing it sooner. Yeah. Honestly. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So. It, it, it'll really help you. It doesn't matter. Big game, small game. Like, it, it helps you with a lot of different things. So, take take full advantage of, of any tools you can. Yep. And, again, when you're getting, getting to know it, reference the 3D imagery and the topple layers and all these things to areas you already know. Mm-hmm. Reference it to what you already know. And then when you're searching a brand new place, e-scouting, it just gives you that reference point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Oh man, the best part is it's freaking August, and we got we got one month, one month till bowl season. Almost, almost yeah. uh, well, less than that, less than that. It's yeah. the twenty third of August Just today under, that we're yeah. recording. So five weeks, yeah, five weeks. So oh, it's it's gonna be fantastic. Have you been shooting, Corey? Uh, I haven't. I'm actually taking a hiatus out of bow hunting. Uh, a lot <sighs> of people are gonna be upset with me. I want to focus on bird hunting this year. I want to get my dog out a lot. I, I just Decided to make a switch this year. That's fine. It's not that I'm giving up on bow hunting. I just. You got to pick and choose when you're, yeah. you got a family, you got a job. Yeah. There's only so much time right now. It's, it's easier for me to justify going out in a morning pheasant hunting, going out for a morning duck hunting around here. You know, like it, it, it's just an easy, easy sell. Mornings are easier than the evenings for me right now. So I'll, I'll take anything. As long as I'm out there, that's all that matters. Yeah. And let's face it. I mean, there's, I mean, as a bow hunter, you can do a lot in the mornings and evenings for bow hunting. But if I had to pick, I would evenings. pick the evenings. Yeah, yeah. You, hands down. You just feel like you can get in there, get on top of them, and sit and let things quiet down and just enjoy yep. the evening. So yep. Mac would probably pick the same, but I don't know if Bigfoots are more active in the morning or night. Yeah. So he might... <laughs> He has a hard time waking up. You know, usually he can wake up from his nap to get a bow hunting. So it's probably what he would pick his afternoon. If you look back at the old border video on YouTube and, and on the website, I think, uh, yeah, turkey hunting, he might sleep in a time or two. But mm-hmm. not too many turkeys are shot in the afternoon. Yeah. Most of them are shot in the morning. And I, I know we mentioned that uh, early in the episode that Mac was had a bug. But Timbo was also trying to get on tonight, but he – Timbo's a farm guy. He's he's cutting hay. He's getting that second cut in the year. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm talking Prob- about my ass. Yeah, probably third. Yeah, maybe third. Right, depending yeah. on how much rain you've been getting. But um, we're coming up to our busy time, man. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about over the next couple months. Yeah. And hey, I just want to give a shout out to Nick Virgin. He's one of the listeners and uh, a friend of the podcast. He came out to our ice fishing day and stuff like that. He invited a handful of us uh, up to his property in September to try to do some grouse hunting and stuff. And I, I don't know if we're going to make it up there or not, but, man, I really – Nick, if you're listening, I just really appreciate the invite. It's so freaking awesome that you're a listener. We appreciate anybody that listens, anybody that supports, shares stuff, buys uh, swag or anything like that. And um, I just really want to encourage everybody to go to the Border Outdoors uh, Facebook community page and post stuff. Post you out hiking. Like, you don't have – I think people get scared to do that kind of stuff, especially on a community page because mm-hmm. whatever. The guy before you might have posted a dead 10-point buck or the guy before you might have posted a um, Boundary Waters canoe trip or the gal might have posted you know, her first ever taxidermy she did. But if you're out there with your dog enjoying the night or or you're out there with the kids uh, showing them what uh, a couple different songbirds look like, yeah. take a picture, post it, let us know what you guys are doing. Like 
that's what this whole thing is about. Yep. It's about having fun, getting out there and enjoying, enjoying life, man. So yep. make sure you get to that community page, post something, or if you have questions or an idea, if you want to hear a specific topic on, on, on these podcasts, let us know. We'll bring it up. If we don't know what we're talking about, we'll find somebody that does, or even better, we'll just pretend we know what we're talking about and talk about it anyways. Yeah, any sort of criticisms, you know? Yeah, except against me. Don't say anything bad against me. Right? There, there's I have a laundry skin. list out there, yeah. <laughs> now, me too. Absolutely. So, stay tuned. We got bull hunting. We got western hunting trips. We got uh, fall fishing. We got everything coming up. Corey, any last thoughts on e-scouting? Gosh, no. Uh, I think we, we covered a lot. It was, it was probably a information overload, but I can't stress it enough. Agreed, 100%. So, till next time with Border Outdoors, I'm Seth. I'm Corey. See you guys next time.